The opinions of the hosts of Public Radio KUNV are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, Rebel Media Group, or UNLV's Board of Regents. Tonight is the night. 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 This is Clock In, Clock Out with the voices of Las Vegas, Ace Gat, and Diggy D. It's going to be that exciting all night. All night. On 91.5, the Rebel, HD2, the number one college station in Nevada. When I say 6 o'clock, you say on the dot. 6 o'clock. On, on the, the dot. dot. 6 o'clock. On, on the, the dot. dot. When I say clock in, you say clock out. Clock in. Clock out. Clock in. Clock out. When I say ace cat, you say diggy D. Ace cat. Diggy D. Ace cat. Diggy D. When I say 91, you say 0. .5. 91. 0. .5. 91. 0. .5. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is 6 o'clock on the dot, which means it's time for another and yet exciting installment of Clock In. Clock Out. With your voices of Las Vegas. Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, I am the wonderful, the majestic Ace Cat, and sitting right beside me is the wonderful and mighty looking good Diggy D here. And this is 91.5 The Rebel, the number one college station in Nevada. Folks, as you may heard, we're getting really, really pumped up, not just because of this show, but also because it is the first day of the KUNV Spring Membership Drive. Ladies and gentlemen, we are part of the listener-supported public radio KUNV family. We've been on the air for 42 years, and we are looking to make it another 42 more, but we can only do it with your support. So um, our phone lines, um, they're actually closed right now. There's, there's nobody in their manning phones at the moment usually we would tell you to call into our membership line but uh, in the meantime you can go online on our website at kunv.org membership you can put in your tax-deductible donation whenever you want our goal is $55,000 and this membership um, lasts until the 30th but go ahead and do it right now go online to your mobile device or on your computer go to kunv.org membership to get that donation done but other than that this is clock in clock out with Ace Guy and Diggy D, and who do we have in the studio with us today? Well, we have none other than the pioneer podcasters themselves from the good and the good, Ray and Amy Fletcher. Let's give a hand, let's give a hand clap right here. The good and the good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Ray and Amy Fletcher here in the building from the Good and the Good podcast. What's going on, guys? What up, man? What's up? It is an absolute pleasure to be with you guys in the building. Of course, you all know Rebel Ray. He has been a part of this organization for so long and is actually the former president. And now he is uh, the campus community engager. How does it feel to be with the Voices of Las Vegas right now? Man, it's incredible. I can't believe y'all invited me on. It's been a while (laughs) since I've been back in this studio. And I'm happy to be here. We are absolutely thrilled to be with you. So, uh, the main question that I have for you is what's good? A lot's good, man. Uh, we obviously have been doing the podcast. You guys have been doing a great job of pumping it up, by the way. I appreciate that. Of course, absolutely. Um, we had to do a good one time. Yeah, it's been going well. We've been having a good time. We've had some good engagement between uh, everybody who's been listening. It's been a lot of fun. 
All right. So uh, for those of you who do not listen to the podcast, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Go uh, on any podcast stream, whether it be a- uh, Apple or Spotify or Google Podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts or search up The Good and the Good. It'll be the first link. If you're lazy enough, just be like, hey, Google, uh, search up The Good and the Good and it'll be right there. Now and- I'm playing The Good and The Good from Spotify. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so just give, a, give the viewers a little insight of what The Good and the Good is. So the good and the good is just a podcast we uh, we cooked up. We wanted to. Uh, oh, we're cooking. We're cooking. We're always cooking, baby. Um, but you know, a lot of uh, our media these days is uh, focused on negative and mm. uh, stories that are not not the greatest, most entertaining stories. So we wanted to add a little positivity to the world. So this is our way of injecting a little positivity in this world. There you go. Now, what inspired uh, this podcast? Did you did you two get together and say you want to make a podcast? Uh, no, basically, uh, I have a very normal day-to-day job. <laughs> okay. It's, I'm an accountant, and I was like, babe, I need something. I need something. We need to create something. We need to do good in this world. I need to make a footprint, help people laugh, Yeah. say some out-of-pocket things, make them laugh. So I was like, and you do it for a living, Ray. Got to start here. He learned how to sound engineer podcasts, and I was like, if you can do it for free, why not? <laughs> for the free, free, for the free 99. That's crazy. It's free 99 for us. We don't have to buy the equipment. So that's how Good and the Good started. The question that I have for you, Amy, is who would you say is more out of pocket? Is it Ray or Diggy? Oh, Diggy, for sure. Oh, right? man. Wow. wow. <laughs> the the results me? are in, oh, my wow. boy. The, the plan B adver- advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I uh, can you please send it to me so oh. I can share it with everybody Oh, I know. absolutely. <laughs> I think the real comparison is between Amy and Diggy, not me. I'm, I'm on the outside looking in. Me and you, Ace Cat, we're on this side of the wall. Yeah, we're, 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 on a, we're on a whole different side of the spectrum. But with but with you, Diggy, it is a whole nother story. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about is that uh, the first thing that I want to talk about, something that happened uh, this past week that you guys added a new member to the Fletcher family. Talk to us about that. We did. So Ray and I have been dog owners for a very long time, but two years ago, our last dog passed away. Boom, boom. He was our oh. our road dog. We bought him from a crackhead <clears throat> back in like 2000, early 2000s, and he lived to be 13, oh, 14, and yeah. we were super sad about it, and I thought, I'm never going through this again. We're Absolutely not going to get another dog. I can't handle the heartbreak. But, you know, how things go, you see other people have little puppies and they're so cute. And you just can't. And we went to the, so we went to the animal shelter. Okay. All right. Because we've only bought dogs on Craigslist or from crackheads or, you know. um, From crackheads. (laughs) From crackheads. It happened one time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or or the Animal Foundation. Lead Animal Foundation. No, that that makes sense. Let's go back to that crackhead. What what do we I (laughs) eat. Wait, so we talk in Maryland Parkway tweakers or what's going on here? I mean, you laugh, but yeah. (laughs) No, um, a guy I grew up with. It's a guy I grew up with. He, uh, you know. Had a little bit rougher life. Moved out to Vegas. Got hooked on the on on meth and mm, whatever. Mm, okay. Anyway, he hit me up one day. He was like, "Bro, I got a got a couple dogs. Um, you need you looking for a dog? Obviously, you know what he's <laughs> trying to do with the with the funds. But I'm like, I should get these dogs somewhere safe. So me and my cousin, we actually adopted both of the dogs. I took one. My cousin took another. Um, my dog, Boom Boom. Um, Greatest dog of all time, goaded, goaded dog. Oh my god! He was like he's like a mini pit bull. He was so sweet. He like didn't he he got into some fights right because I had a dog. So before Ray and I moved together, 
I, I got a dog at the animal shelter. Her name was Smoky Pot. She was this big black Labrador sh- German Shepherd mix where I was like, if I'm going to live alone, I lo- at least I know my dog's going to go and kill somebody if they come inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ray got this tiny little pit bull <laughs> and we, mo- we, we moved in together, right? And our two dogs got along fine. She was a, a female. He was a male. And then, but then seasonally they'd get into these fights where they'd mm. like, she'd tear his ear off, right? We'd take him to the ant, we'd have to take him to the, <laughs> to the vet, um, get sewn up. Anyways, but he lived a very long life. He outlived Smoky Pot. And so we decided, you know, this weekend we're going to go get a dog. So we went to the Animal Foundation and they instantly dashed Ray's dreams, hopes and dreams. We were all excited. Me and the kids, we were all like, we're going to get a dog today. We showed up and they're like, Adoptions are closed. I'm like, damn it. Oh, man, that's crazy. So what, what would you say? So the dog that you got, what, what would you say that's your favorite type of dog? Or think of think of like your childhood dreams. Whenever you would ask your parents, like every single year, whether it be for Christmas or birthday, if there was one type of dog, if money was not an option, what dog would that be? The dog that we got today. I mean, the, the dog that we got this Saturday. So Chuby, short for Chewbacca, Aww. by the way. Chuby Fletcher, he is a shitty poo. Shih Tzu Poodle. He um, is adorable. He looks like a little chinchilla. While Ray was expecting to get like a three-year-old pit bull, we ended up getting this tiny little, this little roly-poly. Yeah, I totally expected to come home with a like full-grown adult adopt from the shelter, a pit bull that you know has been sitting there for a while. Because that's that's always been my type of dog. Uh, the bigger dogs, um, I've always been into, and they just wouldn't let us. They were like, "Uh, wait list is full. Get out of here." So when you guys said that you were that when you guys adopted the dog, right? Was this something that you guys been planning on, or was it just something like you guys woke up like, "Oh, we're just going to do it." So we've, uh, I've obviously, I've had baby fever for, I mean, baby dog fever for a while. <laughs> Definitely not baby fever. I've had dog fever for a while and I've been wanting to, I've been looking through uh, the Animal Foundation's website, oh. looking at all the dogs and I, I'd occasionally, you know, show Amy a picture and be like, look at this one. And eventually I convinced her. And then this weekend she was like, should we go check it out? And we did. How do your kids cope with dogs? Are they really much dog people? Oh, they love dogs. They, they always grew up with a dog. So we had Boom Boom and we had Smoky Pot when they were first born. And Niner, who's also a shitty poo that I got from Craigslist. But Smoky Pot being like a 98-pound... 98-pound? A 98-pound black lab. She is rather large. And she um like bared her teeth at Frankie when she was like two months old. And so we decided like she wouldn't be safe for our family anymore. So that was kind of heartbreaking. Our other dog we gave to one of my cousins because he had PTSD and like having a dog made him feel a lot better. And so we've only had Boom Boom for the past 13, 14 years. And then now Chuby's with us. The reason why I brought that up was because me and Diggy were having this conversation a few days ago, like how we grew up with dogs, very much really dog people. Personally, me, it took me a really long time to get used to having like a fur pet around the house because like... I always, the thing about me is that I love physical touch. I love hugging. I love, you know, like high fives and all that stuff. Like even when I'm around this building, you know, I'd be dabbing people up. Like I'd be giving the hardest dab ups. Aggressive, bro. Aggressive. And I'm I'm sure all of you can vouch for me on this. Um, But when it came to dogs, I didn't like dogs touching me at all. I didn't like them smelling me. I didn't like them licking me. I I did not want any part of that. Um, But then... 
we finally got a family dog, even though we really weren't supposed to because I was in fifth grade and my brother was in second grade. The deal was that if my brother, when he was in second grade, he got all A's and B's on his report card. By the time Christmas time came, he would get a puppy. He did not get all A's and B's, but, you know, my parents <laughs> felt bad and they decided to get him a puppy anyway. Um, so it took me a few years of having the dog around the house. Like I eventually like grew grew to dogs and like started petting them and whatnot. So that's kind of my experience. What would you say your experience is with dogs? Diego? So so for me, uh, when I was younger, I had a huge dog phobia. It was actually hilarious now looking back. Like I was terrified. Like when I was like a kid, like a baby, I got like this pit bull, like just attacked me and stuff. So from there, like I just like you like I, got bit. Yeah, big time. Oh yeah, I was like a, I was on like, the leg or your face. I don't remember. I was like I was little enough to know it was traumatizing enough. But then from there, like I had like a really rough time until we got our dog Lola. And once we got our dog Lola, my sister absolutely loved her and stuff. I think we got her like what's Craig? Lola? It's our uh, I don't know. She was just a black dog, a really big black dog. I'm not Ooh. great with names and stuff. I just know like she was our dog and uh, she got her on Craigslist and she just brought her one day and it like terrified me. And then like, you know, then she became like my little baby and stuff. Like I loved, I loved that dog. She passed away actually like last year, like around like, like uh, October and no September. I'm so sad. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, she was, she was our, she was our dog and stuff. So yeah, now like it's been, it was all good before, but before we brought her, like when it was just me and stuff, like I'm like, when my siblings were young, yeah, it was like really rough for me. I don't know why I just had it. Yeah. So she healed your trauma. Yeah, I guess so. And that's Maybe. huge. Cause dogs are everywhere. They are. They are everywhere. Uh, Ray and Amy, how are your, how do you, how do your dogs react to other dogs? Are they really friendly or are they just... Are know, they starting let's go, beef? Let's go on. Let's fight. Come on. Go ahead. So we haven't been able to introduce this one, obviously. Still a puppy. is two months old. We mm. haven't been able to introduce him to other dogs except for my parents' dogs who live in the same house. Um, they've been good. Uh, Boom Boom, when I had him, he would just... If he saw another dog, he wanted to go play with him. And as as... He looks aggressive, like he's running over and he's got the ears up and he looks like he's, you know aggressive but he's not he's over there trying to play he wants to have oh. have a good time yeah, yeah he's, he's one of those playful dogs yeah absolutely he'll like roll into his back so you rub his belly he'd put his hand like he'd put his head under your hand like super aggressive mm -hmm. like pet me pet me <laughs> he loved smoking weed because <laughs> <laughs> i got high you know it's funny because for easter sunday um my sister decided to bring over her dog over to my house now my dog she does not care she does not like any dog whatsoever L like to the point where she just wants to kill every other dog so she wants to be the only remaining dog on this earth <laughs> <laughs> so my sister decided to bring her dog over to my house for Easter Sunday and at first they were kind of getting along you know still my dog was freaking out but it was just you know like sniffing the dog's butt and stuff like that and then eventually they they got to like fighting and whatnot and they were like scratching each other it was to the point where um my dog like nearly bit my sister's dog and we had to like pull like, we had to get her on a leash that's how bad it was so we had to like control her uh every single time and like pull her away when they start fighting but for some reason my sister's dog takes it as like playful like he's a really playful type of dog like even even when he's like damn near being attacked he'll take it like oh let's play let's play uh, for example aside from the dog that i was mentioning that my sister has she's also a canine officer at a hotel on the strip so 
it's it's two dogs, the regular dog and a canine. Now, sometimes the canine will mess around with uh, the regular dog. The regular dog's name is, is uh, Nipsey, and the canine's dog's name is Zuko. So what Zuko would do is that uh, he would mess around with Nipsey, like like growl at him and whatnot. And at first, Nipsey would be, you know, intimidated by it, but then he'll, like, grow to it. So, like, he'll do it back to him as if, like, oh, you know, you want to play this little game? Yeah, yeah, let's play. Let's do it. But in reality, Zuko doesn't want to play. He's just doing it to, like, mess with his marbles, and Nipsey <laughs> sees it like a, like a playful mood. I mean, that that's hilarious. Um, and dogs have that kind of personality, man. Sometimes they, you know, play. Sometimes they're not playing. But I think uh, they're just trying to communicate, trying to get to know each other and trying to, like, be friends, I guess. I don't know. Y'all mess with each other all the time. He mess uh, with, <laughs> messes with everybody. That's what makes us the voices of Las Vegas. You know, uh, with my dog, Lola, back when, you know, uh, I used to feed her like a human all the time. So I didn't know you weren't supposed to see dogs like chocolate and all this. Oh, stuff. that's like poisonous. On, yeah, well, I didn't know. And my dog, she would like, she would eat it just fine. She loved it. You know, like oh, I wow. used to make like the most randomest things. And I'm like, I was like. Like my sister, like like uh, like I don't even want this. Like if we had leftover, oh, I feed it to her all the time. <laughs> I got my dog so fat, and I like I felt so bad. So then I had to start like walking her and stuff because she got like really big. And then everybody like, how'd she get so big? I'm all, I don't even know. You mind you, like if we had like a piece of cake, like a, like I would feed her, like half a cake and just give it to her. I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> did she look happy? <laughs> and then I got her like, oh, I messed it up because like dog food, she wouldn't eat it no more. She wouldn't eat dog food no more. She'd like she'd look at it and she'd push it like you know. It's like oh, that's human that. food tastes so much better. than <laughs> Yeah, dog you food. know, once you feed your dog human food, like they just never go back. And then my dog wanted chocolate, and she would go after chocolate, and end up like, damn, did you feed her chocolate? Well, you know, like maybe a teeny. I was teeny, like, teeny I was like, was I not bit. supposed to? You know. So was Lola Spade? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know names like that, but I know what she looks like. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Spade means can no longer have bibbies. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, she mm-hmm, does. Mm-hmm. So she never humped anything. Uh no, no, no. She did. She oh, didn't. She did. Yeah. How how about your dog? Did your dog like to hump things? No, oh. surprisingly, no. She uh, she she's really she's really good when it comes to like being around like toys in her bed and whatnot. No, nah, she's not the humping type. Oh okay, that's good. So we had a dog niner. She's the Shih Tzu poodle who um, is tiny. She was like fifteen pounds. Uh-huh. And I was pregnant with our first child, and one day I was washing the dishes, and I see her, she's 10 pounds, humping Boom Boom, who was like 45 pounds. And we never got them fixed because I was like, there's no way that it would work physically, right? One is much larger than the other. Oh, so he was a horn dog. Yes, basically. (laughs) So... Niner, the girl. Mostly, it's not. It's only guy dogs that are super horny, and they're the ones who normally like hump things and like leave. Can you say? Sorry, leave marks everywhere. Um. Anyways, so one day she like she like mounted him, and then next thing you know, he mounts her, and then they have five puppies. So we were pregnant at the same time, and so she gave. Wow. It was like a, it was so cute. Like it was. I saw conception, and that's very rare in like the real world. It's like <laughs> it's like building build. The Fletcher family is getting bigger and bigger, one step at a time. Yeah. We were having a baby. She had five babies, and then she gave birth to them. And man, when dogs give birth, it's like the most humbling experience because they don't have doctors, they don't have epidurals, they don't have anything. They're just birthing out these 
these little babies. And so she had five, and one of them looked like Boom Boom Honey, who we gave to Ray's mom and still lives with us now. So Okay, there you Aww. go. Um, one thing that I did want to tell you about your dog, Diggy, when you like try to feed her like chocolate and stuff. So after a while, she just... She she couldn't look at her regular food the same way is what is basically what you're trying to say. Yeah, I got to a point where we were trying to buy her like the high end dog food to see if that would change because oh I messed it up. I messed up big time because I got to a point where she wouldn't eat nothing. So we're like, oh, you know, maybe we put like a piece of turkey in there. We're like, she would oh, she would go out of her way to dig in the bottom of the bowl, eat the turkey and not the food. I'm like, oh, I would get mad at her and then she would give me this look. She only do it to me because she knew I would always fold and feed her. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And we would feed her like tortillas. We would even feed her like bread. I would give her like everything i'd be like oh yeah this looks good i would like, i'd make something up and i would give her one too you're like it got to a point like like uh when my mom would cook something she'd be like right there next to it like as soon as the food came out like she'd smell it and she'd come out first and she'd be like right next to it and she'd like try to eat it like 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 it was lasagna like the food's burning hot she would still just go in there and try to go crazy she would go nutty nuts on it but like yeah no we, was there a particular cuisine that she was totally into like uh, mexican no, no it was it was just really much anything oh yeah she was a foodie dog for sure and then she would like after she would like eat, like somehow like if i fed her good enough she would just lay there and she would, oh, and she would, like just like snooze down oh snooze down big time that was her thing she was a she was a foodie lazy dog but like you know so you would still leave you know I, I would imagine you guys would still leave the bowl out of regular food for her like just in case if she wanted to try it. but every time she would look at that bowl she would be like incredibly mid oh absolutely it would it would be incredibly mid when she looked at it and then like like it'd be hilarious because the water would be empty but not the duck it would be touched and then like yeah she would be perfect for an episode of top tier <laughs> that would be hilarious yeah. she, it would definitely be hilarious you can listen to top tier every friday night from 6 to 6 30 with who jordan bro that is exactly right. right you are listening to top tier Top i'm your host jordan mccray i find things and i rank them and i rank them, and I rank them. we are live you are listening to top tier so amy since you're new to the show um have you heard of the tradition called jordan bro no, I have not. So every episode, regardless of who the guest is or what we do, we always bring up top tier. And then we always bring up, we play that same intro to every show. We segment it anyway, anyhow. It's kind of like a thing. No matter we, who the guest is, no matter what the topic is. We, we bring it up some way, somehow. And it's just been something we've done with the show, uniquely to this show alone. I don't know. I love how much you guys plug other shows. You guys are so good at it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it. we, we want to show love to everybody. You know, that's 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 a thing on clock in, clock out. That's the goal here. It definitely is a thing. Again, that's... It's top tier every Friday night from 6 to 6.30 with Jordan McRae. But for now, you are tuned in to Clock In. Clock Out. Which your, your voice is the Las Vegas. Vegas. My name is Ace Gay. And this is Diggy D here. And this is the number one college station in Nevada, which is 91.5 The Rebel. We are also part of the listener-supported public radio KUNV family. Our spring membership drive is currently ongoing. If you want to make your tax-deductible donation to help this great radio station drive, then go online right now to KUNV.org slash membership. Again, that is KUNV.org slash membership. It is 624 here in the beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're just now joining us, we have bod podcast pioneers, the good and the good here in the building. It is Ray and Amy Fletcher. Ray, of course, as some of you should know, as Rebel Ray and the former president of the Rebel HD2. It is great to have them back in the building. I'm sure you're getting a little bit of nostalgia being here, Ray. A little bit, man. 
man. I mean, to see how far you've grown from when I started training you till now, like incredible, man. Proud dad moment. Hey, man, I appreciate it. You know, it's funny. We had a uh, Big D and a uh, Barry from the Blow the Whistle podcast here um, about a week ago, and they were just saying, "Oh, man, it feels so great to be back here uh, in the building." Even though I really never had access, you know, uh, <laughs> two two a.m. club, you know, being out here busting our asses off trying to get assignments done from left to right. It's crazy. Shout out to Big D and Barry. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Shameless plug here. Barry's going to be on an episode coming up on The Good and the Good. Oh, Three weeks. Good and the Good. He's going to be on the next episode of The Good. You know, you know it's crazy. How'd, how'd y'all book him? I don't know, man. Just lucky, you know. Got the bearded wonder on. It's wild. You have two bearded wonders. You've got Barry and then you have, and then you have one. You all, y'all should have a beard off. Ooh, a beard off. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you can listen to that on the good and the good. All you got to do is go to Spotify or wherever you get your wonderful podcast. All you got to do is type in the good and the good. And if that doesn't show up because, you know, Spotify can act real stupid sometimes. All you got to do is search up Amy and Ray and you'll get the podcast that is talking about everything that's good. The good and the good. Did you see the memo about it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Another thing that we've been on the topic of for this first half of the show is the Fletcher family growing by you guys uh, getting a brand new dog. And we were getting on the topic of how we usually feel about dogs. Do Are we a dog person? Are we not dog people? How did we grow from, you know, hating dogs to eventually liking dogs and all this type of stuff? And you guys were telling me about this amazing story about how one of your dogs eventually got pregnant, had five wonderful puppies it's just a great thing that nature really brings into this earth. And it's something that you don't get to witness a lot. So when you do, it's like, wow, this, we have brand new, like very small and cute puppies, like coming into this world. It has to be a blessing. Yes, very much so. And it was really nice to find homes for them. Mm. It, it was kind of overwhelming, right, babe, to have like five puppies, um, and we had to rehome them because we can't keep five plus three plus our newborn baby. And so our first puppy actually went to the guy who delivered our groceries. It was, <laughs> it was around Christmas time when they were old enough to finally, you know, leave their mom. And he, I am extremely lazy. So even at the time, it was um, grocery delivery wasn't that prevalent. I went ahead and found one and paid for the service. And, then, and when he came by, he was like, I'm actually looking for a dog for my kids. They've been wanting some. And um, we were like, well, you can have this dog for free if you want, you know. And he came back with his wife and they looked at the dog and they're like, sure, we'll take him. Wait, wh- oh, wh- oh, oh, you, wait, wait, I think I'm, I think I'm getting a call right now. What are you doing? Yeah, hold, hold up, hold up. We're in the middle of a show. Uh, what are you? Oh, oh, hey, love. Oh, no, I'm just here with these two dumbasses right now. 
Oh, dog, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is the number one thing that Ray Fletcher does around here. Let me let me tell you right now, that is the catchphrase of the century, and the good and the good will not tell you about that one. They definitely won't. It is something that you will only get on this great programming, which we like to call Clock In. Clock Out, which but your, your voice is a Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Again, my name is Ace Guy. And, and this is Diggy D here. Sitting right beside me is Diggy D. And, of course, we have got the boy and the girl from the Good and the Good podcast. It is Ray and Amy Fletcher. We're going to take a little break. They'll be with us for another half hour. When we come back, we're going to have a lot more conversations about just basically what's good. You can never expect expect the unexpected right here on Clock In, Clock Out. But for right now, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to have a lot more great conversations headed your way. 629 here in the beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Do not touch that dial. This is Clock In, Clock Out, with but your, your voice is a Las Vegas. Vegas. This is Diggy D here. And your boy Ace Cat. And welcome back to the number one college station in Nevada and possibly the number one college station in Nevada with the number one on-air host in Nevada. It's very possible. KUV 91.5, The Rebel. And we are still here with the pioneer podcast themselves of the good and the good, Ray and Amy Fletcher. And uh, if you guys just missed out on our first, out of co- first half of our conversation, we had a great conversation about their newest little family uh, member of the family their puppy they just got and our experiences with dogs and various stories and if you missed out on that plenty of more we'll talk about that at the end of the show but let's continue with the conversation of ray and amy fletcher themselves of the good and the good we talked about it just a little bit briefly in the first half about the show and how it started but uh let's let's talk to amy right here so before the good and the good what was your experience life with podcasting with radio talk to us about that adventure i had absolutely no experience in <laughs> podcasting or the radio that's not true. She had one experience. She was uh, on a podcast project that I had to do for school assignment one time. I used her. I interviewed her and put together a story. You guys have probably heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was her one experience. That was. That was pretty exciting. It, it's really funny because the way Ray put that pot, that, um, what is it, profile together, it was very, he he just asked me questions. I responded like regular interview format. Um, and then he was like, okay, let's do a role play. And I was like, oh, role play. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> where, okay. where we uh, would have facilitated a, a telephone conversation. And then after the finished product was amazing. He did such a great job putting it together. I would have never thought of it that way. And so that's when I really saw his skills. Um, but yeah, seeing... I have to. I have to share though. I am so proud of seeing what he's done with in his, you know, UNLV school career and seeing how he's helped. You guys always give such positive feedback about how he's helped you and mm-hmm. definitely, um, absolutely. Ray went back to school to be a teacher, so I think it's kind of full circle that he came around to helping train others and 
in the radio and television broadcasting space. It just like warms my heart. <laughs> so when you were talking about this, uh, this telephone call that you had to do for uh, your um, the audio package, is it like like a normal phone exchange conversation? Like if you were catching up with an old friend or is it like some eight, six, seven, five, three or nine type thing? Call me for a good time. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like that. So her, um, job that she had at the time, she was, uh, book- Be- before I went back to college. So before I had a college degree, I found a job on Craigslist. Yeah. And her job was to, uh, book entertainment for our out of town visitors our out of town male visitors. She would book entertainment for them. And by entertainment, I mean, escorts. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, just legalized ch- entertainment dispatchment. Oh, wow. <laughs> so legalized entertain. So, uh, led, led, led. That's yeah, a fancy way of saying like, oh, I got paid for <laughs> escorting other people for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, Hooker Booker for short. Okay. <laughs> it, takes, it takes you straight to the point. People that, called. I dispatched entertainment to them, and so we, Ray and I, did a call. Oh, like pretended like he he was the John calling me, and then I I was uh, you know facilitating the call. <laughs> so so from this project, did this start a spark of what is now the good and the good? Like whose idea was the good and the good, and how did like the behind the scenes of that come? Um, not necessarily from that project in particular, but it did open my eyes to her ability to talk into a microphone and have that be able to make her personality shine over audio waves, you know, which is difficult to do and not everybody can do it. But when she, I was able to see that she was able to do it. Um, but that didn't lead to that. That was this was probably what two years ago, and then over the past I don't know a few like half a year she's been like trying to find a hobby, a creative outlet, something to do. And then I I said you should do a podcast and let's come up with an idea. And she came up with the idea. The good and the good is all her. I'm the behind the scenes guy putting it together, making the videos, making the audio packages, all that stuff. Um, but it was her idea. <laughs> Good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Good. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. So, folks, I have one of the biggest flexes of all time when it comes to Good and the Good because I was the very first guest on the Good and you the were, Good. You were, yep. And uh, this was pre the Voices of Las Vegas. So, this was in Diggy D when I got interviewed. I was just regular Joe Schmo Diego in this thing. And I didn't know what the goal was. I didn't know what I was walking into. I was just like, they're just like, would you like to be part of the pod? I was like, well, absolutely. I want to see. He, and, and, and just for clarification, when he's talking about pre Diggy D, this is how pre we're talking. It seems like the ref and the SU coach there were hugging right there. Uh, I, I don't want to read too much into that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how pre we're talking. We're talking historic, <laughs> ancient right there. So when I, I got invited and I was just like, well, what is it? What is the good and the good? And they're just like, you know, just walk in, see what's good and all that great stuff. So I walk in, we we sit down and we start. And the first thing we're talking about is this out-of-pocket subject, like already to start. I'm not going to say that because I want you guys to check that out on the good and the good wherever you listen to podcasts and stuff. But it was already off-rip. I was like, what am I walking into? And it was a great loads of fun. Wasn't that right, Ray? So I'll put it like this. Y- y'all hear how much Diggy D can talk over here. 
When he came on The Good and the Good, it was the first time I heard this man speechless. <laughs> he had absolutely nothing to say. He was just caught so off guard. It was it was really entertaining. I, I really much enjoyed it, but the thing that caught me so... It was just the fact that I was I was just thrown off guard. I wasn't expecting that kind of environment. I, like, when you hear The Good and the Good, you're thinking of, like, oh, cheer for joys, da-da-da-da. Like, yeah, you know. so, yeah, so before you guys started recording, you thought it was going to be, like, a wholesome podcast. Yeah, you know, that's what I... Well, you know, when you hear The Good and the Good, no, we start stopping going completely left-turned, and I'm like... It was wholesome. Come on now. <laughs> but, oh, it was. Overall, it was good. But the way it started, though, I'm like, I'm like looking left in the ray, and I'm like, what am I supposed to say, dog? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mind you, this was before the voice of Las Vegas, once we really got our flow going. So I was still like new, new. So they caught me at the most off-guard point. And that leads me to my next question. Since you guys have started The Good and the Good, and we love the success and the amount of guests and the different variety of walks of life that you've had on the show, how has it been, like, having your conversations as like husband and wife versus like having as co-hosts like have you done parts where you're like wait hold up let's save this for the pod like have you guys done that to each other or has it been like a consecutive flow and it hasn't really had no like dry spells in a sense well i think that's the beautiful part about it is it's just a continuation of our normal conversations like we're just that at home saying the same stuff and then um there has been a couple occasions where i'm like oh no don't let's I'm going to save that for the pod. I'll tell you about it then because we don't prep ourselves. Like we don't go in knowing what each other is going to talk about on Mm. each episode. We go in blind and we, we each come on, come in with a good and our guests, we ask them what's good. And then we just play off of what everyone says. And we've been pretty good at staying on time, staying on topic and having a good time. But yeah, we, I have had to pull the, I'll share that with you later type of thing. (laughs) When you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes you get get to a point where you're just sitting down and like to watch TV together in complete silence. So we don't really talk to each other that much. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys at the age where you guys are watching Jeopardy and you're like, you know, uh, I know the answer to that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, making money, uh, we, we, we were hip and cool party at the clues you know I tried to do a, you know I like to ruin my hips and everything but apparently you know it doesn't work you know my shipping deal days are over here I, I can't be going to the clubs every weekend like I used to now you you have like the, you have like you know when you're when you're like uh, home get sick from like school or work and then what what are the typical stuff that you have on TV what you've got Jerry Springer Judge Judy let's make a deal the price is right that type of thing are you guys at that age? No, no. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I used to get down with some Jerry Springer, bro. Jerry I used to Springer watch used that to go hard. You kidding? It crazy. It hit hard, bro. Like that was that was the business right there. He, he used to go nutty nuts. And that night court stuff. That stuff's intriguing. Oh yeah, that used to go hard too. I'm telling you. Of course, you guys are UNLV alum. And of course, Ray, you uh, you used to be here for uh, the Rebel H2 and KUNV as a whole. What made you want to like start a career in radio? Was it the music side? Was it the sports side? Or you did you just want your voice heard? Um, none of that actually. So the funny part is, when I came back to college, when I came back to UNLV, I decided to go into College of Education. I was going to be a teacher. I was going to teach high school history. Was my goal. Wow. Yeah, it took you're gonna me a- be the you're gonna be the cool football coach, history teacher. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, a basketball, not oh, football, okay, but okay. yeah, same concept. And uh, it took me about I don't know half a semester to figure out I don't want to do this. So I transferred out of the College of Education, went over to criminal justice, 
Then it took me another semester to be like, I'm too old to do this. I'm I'm in my 30s. I can't be a law enforcement officer. There's age limits and stuff. Um, but then I saw a sign that said, host your own radio show. And I was like, what's that about? So mm. I hit up Dr. Dave Norris, and he let me host the radio show. I was hosting The Morning Grind. You think it's wild how you guys have your own shows and stuff? I was doing The Morning Grind five days a week, 8 a.m., five days a week oh so you were on that morning people grind yes that jason miss monet grind right yeah so i was doing that i did it solo for the first i don't know four or five months and then i had a co-host with me uh for a little bit after that and once i started doing that man i fell in love like this is where i wanted to be was the show strictly talk or was there music in it as well It, it was music but we did uh we did interject a lot of talk so it was like more like a traditional morning show where there's comedy and jokes and and stuff like that, little skits and pranks and stuff. So kind of similar to what we do, Ace got on our Friday shows from uh, ten to twelve. Exactly. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. But I was nowhere near as polished as you guys are now. Which oh, you got there. Oh, come on now. Uh, you know, uh, um, I like to credit myself with a little bit of that polish, to be honest. But um, I was I <laughs> was brand the new. Off real quick. I was brand new, and there was no training back then. There was like. Here, go for it. Have fun. And I just went for it. Yeah. But Dr. Ashton would listen to your show and give you feedback. A little bit, yeah, yeah. He would give me some feedback. Dr. Uh, Dr. Ridley and Dr. Norris both would give me some feedback, but it wasn't as thorough as it is now to where they're doing air checks. Like, you guys do air checks, like, weekly, and I didn't have that back then. Mm. So um, it was a little more challenging to get into it than it is now, but it was fun. I had a blast. I enjoyed it and knew this is what I wanted to do. One thing that I wanted to bring up, I forgot what I was going to say at first, but then it came back to me. It, it came back to me. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say was, and and not, and, not, and not to bust your chops or anything like that, but it's so funny how one of our other um, audio concentration professors here, um, Benjamin Morris, it's funny, you know, he's saying, oh, you know, uh, I always like clock in, clock out, you know. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'll listen to Good and the Good. Don't worry about it, right? I'll listen to, to Good and the Good. <laughs> we a- ask him every single day. So, Ben, how was the uh, last Good and the Good? episode he's like what are you talking about i know right it's killing me this guy several times he has told me he's gonna listen to it i even had one of his favorite students on as a guest to try and get him to listen to it <laughs> he still hasn't done it disappointing you know he, he was he was doing the map of like how can we get him to listen he had the special guest the one that he thought he for sure that get the, the topics for sure you should just brought a marvel somehow in there and it probably would have been the yeah if i have a marvel episode or a wrestling episode maybe he'll show up you know <laughs> are you guys into any of that stuff at all Oh, yeah, totally. I'm into Marvel comics in general. Not quite as hardcore as Ben. But. <laughs> you know what? It's close. So, Ben, if you're listening to this right now, now you have no excuse. There's your Marvel episode where you used to work at. You're welcome. You know what I need to do is have Ben on as a guest, and then he'll be forced to listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Ben, if you're listening out, out there, you know, the offers are <laughs> the offers <laughs> are still up, man. Come on. Um, but you're continuing on with this journey. Tell me more about how you viewed, you know, radio. Because, of course, you know, technology changes throughout the years. So t- give me a little more glimpse. You said that there was no training. There was little to know like people around to really show you hold on, hold on. Time, time out ace guy hold on okay folks to give you he's it, this is not like an old ancient man right you know this is like <laughs> i'm not he's that just old a couple, i know this guy's no, making no, a sound ancient i am calling timeout on the field right now listen i have been here for a year and a half that may not seem like a lot but it showed but it but it sure seems like a lot to me i'll tell you why because 
throughout my time here, I have seen and watched a lot of people come and go throughout this radio station, whether it be people who already graduated or people who still go here but go on to different endeavors. That's how I get this vision from. I'm not, I'm not sitting back and saying, you know, that he's got, you know, this whole big back pain and everything like that. <laughs> I think I think you're putting this way out of proportion, and I think you're sabotaging me into making me look bad on these airways. Are, Come are, on you, now. are you throwing the flag on the play right now? Is that what's I going on I am throwing here? the challenge flag. <laughs> the previous play is under further review. One second later, upon further review, it has been determined that Ace Guy is not blowing this out of proportion. First down. <laughs> the the part is I do be having back pain sometimes, <laughs> but no, um, radio, I, you know what? I always thought it'd be cool when I was a kid into radio, but I never thought to make a career out of it or a profession out of it. So when I went to college, the first time out of high school, I didn't go into radio, I went into like computer technology. Um, so it took me until I was 33, 30, yeah, I think 33 before I came back to school and got into radio and um i just enjoy it i like being able to express yourself be creative i don't have to be on camera i don't got to get all pretty and stuff i just can be me in a in a radio studio so that's that's kind of where i'm at with it and I've, I've had a great time since i've been down here so which person in this facility past or present would you say was your biggest inspiration biggest inspiration wow that's a that's a good one um i don't know about inspiration but like as far as mentors i i could say that i've ha i've got three mentors that i think have been have taught me everything i know and i've grown a lot from knowing these people um first would be as i mentioned dr dave norris and dr ashton ridley have both been instrumental in getting me to where i am uh dave on the technical side of things um Dr. Ridley on the like behind the scenes side of things. Mm. And then Kevin Crawl. Kevin Crawl like taught me everything I know about the audio editing and engineering aspect. Shout out to Kevin Crawl's second episode. It came after Diggy D though. Yep. Um, Kevin B. Cray. Yeah, Kevin B. Cray. <laughs> um, but those three have taught me like everything along with the on-air hosts they taught me about being on air but i'm not on air as often now so um but miss kim Lindsay, john nash and they've all taught me quite a bit as well and folks you hear these type of things that are coming out of these people's mouths that have been at the station for either quite a while or even if they're a newcomer here they can quickly tell you about all the great people that really make this radio station alive and what really pushes these students i call them the future broadcasters of tomorrow into really making something good for when they go out into the real world they can actually ace it and people would just look at them and be like you know i remember when this cat used to be on kunv and now he's out here you know he's probably got you know a show on sirius xm for all i know reaching a nationwide audience but that's just one of the great things about public radio kunv which is why we are asking you to come through with your donation which by the way is also tax deductible and the way you can do that is going online at kunv.org slash membership but this is clock and clock out with ace guy in dgd we are here with the good and the good hosts amy and ray fletcher and we are having a blast here unfortunately we've got 10 minutes left with you guys and every time i look at the clock it always changes like it, time flies when you're having so much fun absolutely here you know they've been absolutely great and it's so it's so hard to 
to pickpocket which questions we're going to ask because every question I want to ask, they talk about on their show. So that's just a direct link. If you are more curious, you can go check out the show right there. But I do want to ask from you from like a retrospect from a different point of view. So when people usually think of college, people usually think of, oh, soon, I have to soon graduate from high school, go in. If I don't finish in four years, I'm a failure. My life went wrong, blah, blah, A, B, and C, and D. As two people that had very different, different routes in life and had various different careers and adventures, what do you have to say to people that just like, you know, maybe I don't need to get it done right away? Look, if you're not ready for college and that's something I'm sure you can figure out by the time you're graduating high school, if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Like go into the workforce. Um, that that's I made the mistake. I was kind of pressured into going to college. Uh, so I went to I went to a tech school because I'm like, oh, I can get my degree in 18 months. Boom. Satisfy the parents. <laughs> yeah. and I'm out. Right. Um, but in reality, I wasn't it wasn't for me. I wasn't going to do well. I didn't stay in that industry for very long. Um, but coming back as an adult when I had the desire to go back to college was a lot more impactful for myself. So what you're saying is that, you know, people saying, oh, you're you're like in your like 40s or 50s. You know, why, why are you in college? You know, and, and all the professors say this, like it is never too late for college, at least that you acknowledge that there are some things in your life that you still need to finish. And it's not like a rule saying, oh, as soon as you get out of high school, then you have to go into college. You're you're never too late to doing what you love to do. If you have the vision and if you put your best step forward into making that vision happen, then, then there's nothing wrong with it. Doing whatever makes you happy, and that's what's good. And you know what? The, the, to bring up to that point, I also love the fact that when Ray brought up that it's not for everybody, and not everybody says that. Everybody likes to do the bl- the whistles and bells and saying like, "Oh no, it's great because it does this, this, and that." And it's a and the fact that you did bring that up that it's not for everybody to do that. And it's such a valuable thing because usually most like you know older parents or aunts and uncles, you know anybody in families, they just think like, "I didn't get to go, therefore I messed up, and therefore you have to go." And you know it's a very vital thing to. Tell, to be like, hey, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Look, I, th- I think there is value in going to college. And if you're if that's your path, that's your path. And if it's not, then it's not because there's other things that you can do in this world that don't require college. Look at a lot of these tech people that don't go to school and they find success out of that. Right. right. Um, and I think being forced to do something that you're you're not necessarily into or want to do can can be detrimental. Um, but I, I do think there is value in going to college. So if you're ready for it and you're able to, like, I would consider it strongly, but if it's not something that you're ready for right now, don't worry about it. Cause it's something you can do down the road. You don't have to do it when you're 18 years old, right out of high school. Wouldn't you say so, babe? I wouldn't incur a bunch of debt for no reason. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So powerful. it's, it's different if you're low, I was low income. So when you're low income, College is given to you for free. As long as you fill out your FAFSA, you get to go to school for free. They're going to give you book vouchers. You're going to get money to live. I mean, it's, it's free for four years, and then and then they have that six months grace period, and then you start to feel the depth. Oh no, 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 but there's you don't have to get student loans if you're. Well, it depends on how low income you are. The it, more low income you are, you don't have to pay any money. It depends back. how it depends how broke you is. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're one of those kids who are like you're on food stamps, you're in Section Eight homes. You you go to college because you know why you're going to be able to live for free, go to school for free, and basically you don't have to pay any of that money back if you don't get the, if you don't if you choose not to get those student loans. But the problem is when you start in, incurring student loans, and then you're not thinking about how you're going to pay that back in the future. So it really depends on what your degree is. If you are going to actually get a job, 
by having your college degree, then do it. But then if you don't have this plan in your mind and you're just going to figure out your life, like most people don't have that kind of, like I didn't have, I, after the money ran out and I was like, well, this isn't really doing anything for me. Mm. <laughs> so I quit. I dropped out 10 years out of college. Like I don't need college. I'd rather work. I'd rather make my money. I mean, cause I was like a college degree isn't going to get me anything. But then, you know, the recession hit and now a college degree is super valuable. I went into accounting. Accounting is one of those things that it's just one of those degrees that's going to give you that security in your life to be able to, you know, provide for my family, provide for my husband to go to school and do something fun and something he's passionate about because he doesn't have to worry about getting a business degree, getting a degree that's going to get him a job that's going to pay him a bunch of money. He gets to do something that he loves and in the future might be able to give, bring in some good, bright, you know. How how do you feel about this younger generation's view of college or just school in general? Uh, how these younger kids, they are all about, you know, oh, I hate school. I'm sick of it. It's pointless. I'm spending all this money for nothing. I want to drop out and go pursue a different career, which we all know good and hell well that it's going to lead them into a very bad path later in life. How do you feel about the younger generation stance on school? And more importantly, what advice would you give to these younger kids that are considering like going down a dark path rather than just, you know, like going to school, getting their education? And I'm not just talking about college. I'm talking about general school in general, like high school kids. Oh, like if you go to tech school, if you want to be an HVAC person, a specialist, if you want to go into plumbing, you want to you want to get a trade, you go for it. Like those are secure jobs. Those are always going to be around and they pay really good. And, you know, sure. And your 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 time at school isn't going to be four years. A lot of people don't have the focus to sit in class for four mm, years, yeah. you know, an hour and a half classes uh, to make it worth their while. If you want to go to beauty school because that's your passion. A lot of a lot of people make a lot of money doing that. So I'm I'm about as long as you have a goal and you write out your steps on how to get to that goal. And if you lose your way, you'll, you'll, it'll all work out at the end of the day. I, I mean, it worked out for Ray and I. Like, Ray and I are both non-traditional students. We both, you know, lived our life, had a great time, lived through a recession, lived off of $2 taquitos from 7-Eleven, you know. <laughs> and here we are, you know, you know in a, I mean, the way, you know. It, it, it works out. It all works out. But you just have to make good decisions. Yo, that's what's good. <laughs> Yo, that's what's good. We've got, uh, we've got about two and a half minutes with you guys. So, Ace got there. One last thing I want to ask them before we do wrap up here is the good and the good. If you if I'm a brand new member and I've never heard of the good and the good, where should I listen to? And then what other platforms and social medias do you have to keep up? And what's the next? Uh, what's this next couple of months looking like for the good and the good and the journey of that? Well, yeah, it's an exciting time. We're on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple. You can ask Alexa to play us and she'll play us. Um, and if you want to join in on the conversation, we're on Instagram at the good and the good. We're mm. also on TikTok. I'm, I'm working on a plan to get a little more active on TikTok. Oh, the cheeky talks. Right, the right. Because we, you know, as we've established, we're old and we're not good with the TikToks. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but uh, I'm working on a plan to get that going so that we hopefully that's the what's the next step for the good and the good is to get better on on TikTok and on social media in general. So it's basically just more pu publicity? Yeah, and you know, more connections, making friends, man. I'm all about making friends. Y'all see me around talking to everybody. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. So if we're on Instagram or TikTok, feel free to join in, say what's up. Hit and us every up. single week you guys bring in the most interesting people. Where the hell do you find these people? Uh, every every week. So like for for Ray and Amy's standpoint, what what's two episodes you could recommend to the viewers to go listen to right now after this? 
Oh, well, I, I think you got to listen to Diggy D's episode. Oh, come on. You know, oh, it was there. It. <laughs> um, and then the other one that got a ton of great reaction was Erica's episode. What was the title of that one, babe? No, I don't remember. It was on there. We were on with Erica. She was great. Um, it was really emotional and uh, fun. So I would check those out. And would you say that's good? That's good. That is definitely good. And something that's not really good is that, unfortunately, our time is up. Yes, I hate to say it. But you know what? There's always next week. Be sure to be tuning in next week for another installment of Clock In, Clock Out with me, Ace Cat. And Diggy D here. And also, if you missed this week's episode, you can listen to them anywhere that you listen to, uh, to your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or Google Play. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can listen to every week's episode and every episode we've ever done on Clock In, Clock Out. Ray and Amy, thank you guys so very, very much for sitting in with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us, man. This is great. Thanks, guys. From me and Diggy, until then, y'all take it easy, become one another, and we will check y'all later because we are out! Peace! Peace.